Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Blog Talk Radio.
Greetings. Welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. And we have Sister Seta Asset, and she's an author of The Chemistry File, and she is uh, reading from her book, War. And so let's see, Sister Seta Asset, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Sister Beverly. How are you today? Great, great, great. And so tell the uh, listeners uh, how many books you have and and, and what's going on uh, with the books and how they can get in touch with you. And if they want to purchase a book, how can they do that? Well, the first gathering of the third one is the one that can you hear me? Okay. Hello. You're, all, you're also breaking up when we first came on the air. Am I still breaking up? Yeah. you're breaking up. Am I Fortunately, still breaking you're breaking up? up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let me. Uh, yes, slightly. Okay, go ahead. Continue talking. Maybe I'll see if you get clear. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, the third book being The War, which is the one we're on now. The fourth book being 9X, and the fifth book being In the Realm of the Gods. I'm working on another one right now called Chemistry Area 51. That is the uh, sixth book, and I'm the sixth book. And I also have a seventh, which is called uh, Chemistry Cosmic Legacy. And my website is chemistryfiles.com. That's K-E-M-E-T-S-T-R-Y files.com. My email addy is chemistryfiles at gmail.com, chemistryfiles at gmail.com. They can go to the website, and there there are several ways that you can get the novel, and you can the novels, and you can also contact me through my website if you want one that is uh, autographed. Um, and signed, and I can send that back to you as well. There's one more site called Gumroad, G-U-M-R-O-A-D dot com, and there you can stream Brightlight. Uh, I'm seeing how that one does, seeing this is going to take off. And I also have the other ones also that is streaming, that you can stream and listen to them. Uh, they're going to be on there shortly. So you can go there and do that. And one more thing, I have a script coming out, Bright Light. Um, it's like a director's and producer's copy. I'm only going to make four of those. I'm sorry, five of those. So if you're one of the lucky people that orders one of those, um, hey, you'll, you'll have an heirloom, I would say. Mm-hmm. So that's all that's what's going on with the chemistry. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. And where did we leave off? Kind of give us an update on where we left off at. Well, we left off uh, with the fight uh, with Zuri and Femi defeating the evils of the Crown Cross, who is, we know, uh, well, you know, it looks like they're getting getting a shellacking over there in Italy right now with this virus. So, you yeah. know, what what you put out, yeah, what you put out will come back on you. So, you know, you know, you know, never do something that will come back with you in return. That's one mm-hmm. thing my mother always told me that if, you know, if you do anything wrong to somebody and, you know, 
deliberately or whatever, expect for it to come back to you because you had no business doing it in the first place. So a lot of these people are getting, getting, yeah, they're getting what they dished out and it's coming right back at them. So, uh, but yeah, we were, um, we were just wrapping up uh, some of the help that they received from the Samarian gods and the Olmecian gods on this war that they were, that they created against the people, which is what they're doing now. And I want everybody yeah. to know that this is not real, okay? To some of you, quote unquote, get it, then it may be real to you. But I didn't write these like uh, in a real-time agenda. This is um, fiction, nonfiction, okay? Some of the things that is happening in these novels, like I said, for those of you that may get it, may be happening for you right now. I did mention in Bright Light, the first novel, about a virus that they won't be able to um, control. I did write about that, and that was the first book that we read. And some of that is happening now. And uh, there are a couple of other authors that did the same thing that have, you know, predicted such a Mm -hmm. thing that would happen. And, of course, it's not far-fetched. You know, if you look back on The Matrix, The Matrix is not far-fetched either. No. So you have to, uh, yeah, keep those things in mind as well. But we were ending up with the fight. It was wrapping up. And things were, uh, things were about to go back to not to normal. Now this is ground war on Earth that we're talking about in the first three novels: uh, Bright Light, Gathering of the Vanguard, and The War. Now the next two novels, Nine uh, X and In the Realm of the Gods, it kind of takes you to a war that is happening uh, up in space right now. So, wow. you know, I want, and I, yeah, and I, I, want bet the, you, I bet you it's going to be when you get to those novels, you know that we have a space force now, and I bet you something's going to be going on in space when you read your novels. Uh, 9X, that is the one that we're about to get on once we leave the war. Okay. And more than likely, I will probably read a couple of chapters of 9X before we go off the air tonight, if it's okay, okay. with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now, right now, I am on the last chapter, The War. And so whenever you're ready, Sister Bev, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Last chapter, part 51 Gateway to the Great Emissary. It's Gateway to the Great Emissary. The Eye Watchers continued to fight as if they were just beginning the war that started so many months ago. The colors of the skies were of a smoky black and a red overglazed inferno after all the battles had ceased. In the Saurian eyes of the talisman, the war for them was not over until they killed everything in their power for the crown cross who had abandoned them a very long time ago only to save themselves from certain death from the vanguard 
They were cowards in every sense of the word. The aim in the many years they had of their meager, petty existence on planet Earth was to rob, steal, and kill the people. The more the monsters fought, the more Femi and Zuri stormed them with their weapons set on kill. Her armor was covered in the blood of the Jawwalks as she beat down her enemy. Racing toward Zuri to kill him was a mistake each Dracon made. For each one who pursued him was met by his sword, cutting into the green scales and rotting flesh of the hissing reptiles. The final count of the human beings that lost their lives to the Draconian Empire, which was overseen by the Crown Cross of Romanilia and the GBC, was over six billion. It was a war of all wars. It was the war they always to win. They did not attain the victory. The last of the enemy was driven back to the Mason-Dixon line. Once they were, the Samarian and the Atlantean crafts ignited a gigantic bonfire that plumed like that of an atomic explosion, burning them all in a huge pyre that flamed for days. The call went out to the Atlanteans, the Samarians, and the Olmecs all across the globe instructing them to repeat the process until there was none to be reckoned with. The world the enemy made throughout his 6,000 miserable years, history fell in the hands of a god and a goddess who was sent as the great emissaries in a matter of years. With the help of the vanguard, Femi was able to take out all those who played god for some reason or another and reminded them that there's no room for betraying the mother. With her scepter, she recalled her army of eye watchers forward. She gave them instruction to give to them she gave instruction to them to give those who survived the battles help and understanding of what happened to their physical make believe world, and that world would be no more. The time was up, and she wanted to express that each one should make the best of what little time was left upon earth. The thing was, the souls that were left were not surprised at all. These few all across the globe were given a chance to correctly know who they were, but instead they elected to remain on the planet and hopefully start over again. Your fate is in your own hands. After the instruction and plans for survival was made, the Atlantean warrior stepped down from his ship and greeted Femi and Zuri. Anitu Aina Itsu Atlantis, I am Mishkagel from the city below the green waters. We were sent with the Olmecs to chase away and clear planet Gaia from the destruction of the reptiles then invaded and raped her long ago. These were the parasites that fought against us and caused great damage to our world. We knew you were coming again to face the one who betrayed us with the reptiles. The creators called you and the king back to finish what you started in Atlantis after leaving, after leaving Nibiru, 
so many thousands of years ago. Before you could stop him, the buttons were pushed and all was lost. Now he's gone back with the Dracons, but Earth will not see them again for a while. I give thanks that peace resumes. Now comes the decisions the creators will give. I knew there was a greater purpose for being here. Knowing this, there was one thing I didn't know, and that was saving the innocent of the world. It was good seeing you and the Atlantean army, my friend. Now Zuri and I must go back to the mountain and gather the people. Until then, may your wish for Atlantis be attainable once again to exist in harmony and peace, she said. Zuri and Femi bid farewell to what was left to the care of the Olmecs while the Atlanteans settled back down to their ocean cities. Many of the Sumerians stayed behind to help the Olmecs put things back in order for a more organized and harmonious civilization. Communicating to Aratilugal that those who stayed behind would join the exodus back to Nibiru with the vanguard. The eye watchers continued on to the mountains of the moon. The people were waiting there for their champions, but they only saw the craft from the Sumars and the eye watchers. They no longer needed to uphold the barrier of protection. Meanwhile, Femi and Zuri took a trip to the ionosphere to speak to the three suns. They said to them they no longer needed to shine so bright. So the two babies dimmed their light like their sister Luna and orbited around her. As they took their places at her side, the expanse around the planet began to clear and wash away all the poison, the impurities, and clear, clean air began to take over. Double helium and oxygen was the air the new population took into their lungs. Clean, clear blue waters flowed effervescently in the lakes and rivers that revived itself and teeming with life. When they returned to the camp, Leo Ayera with Zuri's mother were ecstatic to see them once again. They celebrated victories after the sacred battle that rid the planet of its infection. After the celebration, Femi and Zuri swam in the warm waters of the Nile. After their swim, they lay quietly in their shell together. Holding her in his incredibly muscular arms, he kissed her mouth tenderly, lovingly, and willfully. Okay, so a lot of this is they're together, and I'll just put it like that. Okay, and I'll start here. <laughs> they both had to let go and release the flow and release the love flow that was shared between the two of them. After they lay quietly, still in a lover's embrace, beside the peaceful waters, relaxing in their spirits, the sex force was an action they overstood very well. They knew when and how to engage in it. Very early in the new day, Femi was awakened by the creators. You've done well, Femi. Now it's time for you and your people to go. Gaia has cleansed herself upon the surface, but her insides need to extract itself of the mucus that remains within. Some of the Atlanteans have retreated back to the planet of Aquata. The Olmecs will be joining you 
for the Olmecs are the Sumerians of long, long ago. The Sumerians are three-quarter Anunnaki. You are all one people, except you, Femi, for you are half God, goddess, and half creation. You are the only one who can speak to us verbally. Board your ships with peace, love, and joy. Go forward and don't look back, for we will give Gaia a cleansing. She will always be here until we replant it again with new fertile soil once more. Call on us, for we will always be with you. Hence, a quanupa went by. Femi called for the triangle, the hexagon, and the pentagon ships to return so that they may leave planet Earth until next time. The people, men, women, and children entered the ships. And when they did, they all became beacons of light, shining, bright, etheric, glowing. After rising ever so high in the heavenly universe, they were catapulted through a portal that opened and a brightly lit solar system beamed with the light so bright it could be seen across many universes. After the light, darkness. We are not the chosen people of God. We are the chosen people of the Creator because we are God's. Okay, Sister Bev, that's the end of the war. Any questions you okay. ask? Okay. Uh, no, so they getting re- where are they getting ready to go now? They've gone back to their home, to their etheric, okay. etheric home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. what the last part, the part that I was reading, you know, you can get the book and you can read what I didn't read. But anyway, right, right. Uh, they, uh, Femi and Zuri, even though they were a couple and they were married, they were together, they never engaged in any type of physical activity with each other until after this war was over. And so mm-hmm. that's when they engaged with each other. Okay, so, because I thought no, because they, I was saying I don't. I was saying I don't remember them being physical before. I thought maybe I had missed it or something. No, no, they you know they took care of business. They you know okay. how so many of us sometimes you know we don't we don't do it right the way we should do it. You know, taking care of our business, yeah. do what we got to do. You know, before we get with each other. Well, this is what right. they did. They. You know, before they got with each other, well, they was married all that time, but they never, never engaged with each other until at the very end. Mm. So. Okay. <laughs> so that was the war. Now you're going to, that, what's the name of the next one? The next book is called uh, Chemistry 9X. So <laughs> this is this is one that I I felt was, you know, like I said, uh, evil has a backstory too, and we got to talk about them too. Okay. So this is where we at in this one. If I can get it to pull up here, it's taking its ever loving time. You know, I just wanted everyone to know about. I want to talk about this little coronavirus thing going around. Yes. You know, I have. Please. Yeah, I have some. Th- <laughs> I have some thoughts about it, mm-hmm. and uh, day before yesterday, I just got over 
the flu, okay? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had chills and some body aches, you know, and I had a slight fever. Okay. But what I did was I was, I told myself, you are not ill. You are not sick. You don't have anything that you wouldn't have had normally. And so I just took care of, I kept, I, you know, I'm a swimmer. I kept swimming. I kept taking my vitamins and my vitamin C and my tea. And I just relaxed. And I got over it. You know, I, it, it would have been a po- to a point where if I was really panicking about it, you know, right. I would really have been afraid and scared or whatever. But I wasn't. So I just want want everybody to know that, you know, don't let it scare you. Don't let it frighten you to a point to where, you know, you just, I don't know, lose your mind about it or so. Um, You know, just don't let it get you down. Just just don't let it get you down. I just want to say that. Yeah, because, you know, you can make yourself sick, too. So if you start worrying and panicking, you know, your body is feeling all of that. And see, by exactly. you, you went, you turned it around. You went positive. Mm-hmm. So you was able to get rid of it. And your body listened to what you say. Exactly. And and I think, all you know, I just want all our people to, to get, you know, to get that. I mean, go, yeah. go, go past you know, what you think is on the surface. You got to go down deep within and pull all that out. And you'll realize just how powerful you can be. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you you can get over this. You really can because if you start telling yourself, oh, I'm sick, whatever, whatever, you're going to be sick. Yeah, that's right. And your body can heal itself. Exactly. Exactly. And that's just what my body did. So I just want the family to know, you know, don't let it get you down. Mm-hmm. Think positive. Think, you know, we got to think outside, inside, and under the box, you know. Don't that's let this right. get you down. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because and they want everybody in a panic. Go yes, ahead, Smith. they do. Mm-hmm. Did you see that movie, uh, Get Out, when the woman yes. was hypnotizing the guy? And that's what it feels like to me. It feels like that they putting us under a hypnotic spell of fear. And you see how the guy was able to get off. He resisted. And that's how he was able to not get hypnotized. He, You know, that's how he saved his life, by resisting the hypnosis. And that's what's going on here. And Sister Bev, you know, I think that I don't know – how far into this coronavirus, COC9, whatever, 19 thing, it's, I don't even know the words of it, mm-hmm. is, is being because, I, you know, I think that they're putting layers on top of it. You know, of course, last mm-hmm. night we heard that the president said, you know, he's going to restrict travel from overseas or whatever. He restrict mm-hmm. travel from Europe, but he didn't restrict travel from the U.K. And so in the U.K. Mm-hmm. and Europe, so you yeah. can go to Heathrow Airport. <laughs> you can go to Heathrow Airport from anywhere over there in Europe and then fly here. If if mm. if there's no restriction on the Heathrow Airport and they can fly from there to here, what's to stop 
people from going there to fly here, even if they're in Italy right. or wherever else they would be over there. It don't make sense now, to is me. Italy, is Italy shut down? Did they shut down all their air flights and, and travel? Because I know China, they can't leave out the house. Yes, they did shut down all of Italy. Now, I don't know if they said they can't leave the house or not, but mm-hmm. as far as them flying, you know, yeah, they probably mm-hmm. shut that down, but did they shut down you driving your car and going from, you know, say driving from from here to there? Right. Did they do that? That's a question. And also, mm-hmm. uh, I read today that uh, the president is thinking about restricting travel from state to state now. Yeah. Right here I in heard, this country. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to And I knew that country. was coming. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that too. So they're going to put the whole world or the whole country on lockdown, huh? Just about. He's thinking about it. He hasn't said anything, but he's thinking about it. And I I just feel like I don't know, it could be just me, but I think it's fear-mongering on top of fear-mongering. If the virus if, if no one is is really serious about this coronavirus, well, let's throw some more layers on it to really make the people scared. That, that's what mm-hmm. I'm feeling. I could be and wrong, you're not but that's the what only I'm one. Feeling. No, there's quite a few people feeling that way, you know. So um, I just feel like that we are, this is some kind of warfare that's going on. Uh, you know, they're not using guns and bullets. They're using chemical. They're using uh, mental, you know, so, and we're in the middle of it. But I don't feel, and just like they said, thousands of people last year died from just the regular flu. And we don't have nearly the cases of people dying from this coronavirus uh, as the people died from the flu. Exactly. So, you know, that, that that's kind of, to me, that's like, I mean, okay, so if, if this many people die just plain old regular flu, what are you all trying to say here? It's, right. it's something else. It's not just the flu. Yeah. It's something else they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know. So, you know, I guess I kind of told that in the chemistry, though, but here we go. <laughs> we, can, uh-huh. we can go ahead to the next one <clears throat> because it's okay. just not – they're just using this as a filter. They want to really do something else. But we're on uh, Chemistry 9X now. So if okay. you want me to go ahead, I can start Okay. on Chemistry 9X. I'm going to read the prologue on this one. Okay, here we go. Okay. Time, time is time. It's not yours if you're on the third level density. If you can't hold on to the concept of how much of it you have missed, then you will be X'd out, which is what they're trying to do now, X you out. 25,000 years behind in the matrix is a lot of time lost. It has been 600 years since the cleansing of Gaia. A few survivors of the war were left behind to witness a history that would not tell about the planet. They would hold the secret of what happened to it in the year Alpha 2012. There was nothing left of what happened to it before that. The regurgitation of the experimental planet recycles itself. It releases the souls that would be of no use 
in its history of learning life and what makes it living. Nothing can exist without good and evil. The universe sees to that. There must be a good and a bad, a yin and a yang. They are very much attracted to each other. The yang followed the vanguard. Writing in esoterically, Kishar came out of planet. Kish, Kishar came out near our planet on the other side of the ninth galaxy. The enemy gained the ability to hone in on the location of the ships and almost found their way to their planets. This would be the last meeting until then. The gods inside informed me that we were being pursued. Much camouflage was used to counteract their methods. The souls on board could not help but feel the evil that tried to follow us to our well-hidden place above. We relocated a few of our people on earth to start anew. But in return, the evil will never find us or invade our original home again. The humans of old never knew or they were too ignorant to know that there were forces underneath those that were seen in their reality, feeding and feeding on energies to keep their hell alive. Okay. So we're on part 50 now. So we're, we're doing a countdown. It was a countdown from 100, so now we're halfway through this trilogy. And Sister Bell, okay. I'm going to take a swallow because my throat has want to act up, so hold on for a second. Okay. Okay. So um, you can call in to 323-642-1586 if you have any questions or you'd like to talk to Sister Seta Aset, uh, about uh, her books here or uh, you just like to have a conversation with Sister Seta Aset. So you have a chance to talk to her now because when she gets famous, then you got to be like, oh, I wish I had to talk to her. Sister Seta, you okay. back? <laughs> okay. Yes, <laughs> I am back. And thank you for that little plug. Um, what I want to be famous for is to get this movie out here so our family can see it, so the people can really yeah. see what's going on this day, today. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Go ahead, Sister Beth. No, go ahead. No, okay. Part 50, Olmeca. Part 50, Olmeca. In the time at the planet, after the planetary war on Earth in 2042, it had been a thousand years since the Niberians and the Syrians battled the Dracon. They were heading to their destination when Kishar, Femi was her earthen name, asked, Where are we, Ikur? Now see, when they're up in when they went into space and she's toward her home, she shed all of her earthen how she was on earth, she shedded all of that because now they're in space. So she's still okay. Femi, but she's changed into a, an etheric being. And her name mm-hmm. is Kishaw right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. She asked, where are we, Ikor? We're near Mercury. It seems our pursuers are gaining on us and fast. 
From what the planetary display showed, Earth's landscape has been semi-destroyed. Vegetation thrives in some places, and the quote border shows as far as human life, hardly anyone survived. The Dracon is very angry about that. Many of their minions have been eliminated. Take the ship and maneuver it to the Quixar galaxy. Take me and my army there. If they desire another fight, then it's another fight we will give them, she replied. Ikur executed a 780-degree turn into hyperspace to thwart off the gaining ship of their enemy and disappeared into a black hole on the other side of the Milky Way. They were catapulted into the fifth realm. The Pentagon and the Hexagon followed with the same intensity that swayed its passengers into the bowels of their containers. Once they were out, Ecor delivered them to the outskirts of the Andromeda system. It was 51 million paxolics that separated them from Sirius and Nibiru. Kishar and her army were preparing in advance in this quadrant. Their home planet was disorganized at the moment. She sent word ahead by her father that she, Ishmael, Zuri was his earthen name. Now his name's changed to Ishmael. And her army would not be joining them in celebration of the, de- of the defeat on earth those few hundred years ago. Yet despite the preparation the people had who were waiting for them, this was all too familiar as they had fought this war before, since time, for there was no time. When they arrived, the 144 departed the ships and began to bond with the fellow Niberians and Syrians. Her father was from the Syrian tribe of Hasnuton, and her mother, the tribe of Adonshay, also a Syrian. Both were extremely gifted in all in the all for they were seers, tellers, makers, and futurons. The creator gave these gifts to her parents, which made her gifted double time. Ishmael's parents, the same, as they all sat at the professing table together. The people were more than highly excited to see them floating towards the gigantic gold and black pyramid that stood so high you could Identify it many paxolets away. Vibrations were set out to the people on their arrival. They were ready and waiting to greet the weary travelers with a song and with a host of other activities for all to enjoy. Once inside, after refreshing themselves, food and drink, Ishmadu, Leo was his earthen name, stood up to address the people. Family, while it is widely known here tonight that we have defeated our enemies on the earthen plane, the Draconian, the Crown Cross, the British Talisman, and their androids seem to have brought their relentlessness a very long way thanks to their artificial technology. But these skills haven't brought them far enough as the Dracons were on our heels as we were coming home. 
Luckily, our pilot, Ikor, have extraordinary skills that surpasses what they have learned. Outwit and outsmart any of them. Our people, our families, on both Nibiru and Sirius, have been through eons of strife and conflict since time began. Opposition seems to adore our DNA since we have been responsible for everything that is. The power given to us by the creators to create the universe, the galaxies, and the planet is a continual and ongoing process to keep the manifestation of life here and on countless other worlds beyond ours. Their goal is to have the ability to take our places as gods and colonize the universe with their evil. But their idea of God is to have every known living thing in heaven above and heaven below on all the worlds held and in their control. We cannot accept that, and we never will. When we manifest in physical form, we went down to it to the experimental planet to learn. We made some mistakes, but we have learned now, and we know what, what and we know what we must do. There will never be a changing of the guard. Just when they think they have the power to do the things they do, we always return and put them back in their place. Kishar has to return back out into the expanse, back out into the ether to find them and confront them before they reach the ninth galaxy. While Ashmadu spoke to all the planetary nations simultaneously, Umi, a year was her earthen name, watched her partner lay down the logs that governed all of them, and it did not incriminate one lesser than the other. The people were of the same standing, the same freedoms, and the same ways of life. There was no difference. <clears throat> After his riveting speech, Umi knew that Ishmadu wasn't hers alone. He belonged to the universe, to all. Mingling and speaking to the people, one-on-one, about what was at stake, he told them specifically where she was. He said, Kishar redirected the army of Grillian, the army to Grillian, T-52, in the fifth galaxy near Andromeda. Here is where she will stop them in their tracks and keep them from advancing toward our home. If we must do as the Sassarines have done to keep them away from their planet, we will do the same. I feel we don't have to go there because we have more than enough regimen here to keep us safe until she contacts me. Ashmadu, what do we do in the meantime while she's out there? Asked General Cug. We will reinforce our defenses here on the ground as well as our airspace on both here and Nibiru. We will never allow them to access to any planet in any universe except for one, Gaia, the experimental planet. General Cug, I expect you to take control of the airspace while General Watchroom commands the ground troops. I will alert High Commander Queen Kishar in case they get lucky, but with her army, I doubt they will ever get one pack closer to us. I will go prepare the soldiers and ready all units to be on alert, replied General Cug. 
As the general left, as the general left to fulfill his duties, Umi said to her partner, Ashmadu, are we safe? You know as well as I that we have no fear here. Kishar will never default on the job. Her warrior soul is nothing short of bold and cunning. This will be the last time I ask, replied Umi. Okay, that was part 50, Bev. Any questions on that one? Uh, (coughs) These are aliens or entities or beings that's from other galaxies, and they're fighting on, on Earth. Is is Earth called Gaia? Is that is is that what you were talking about Earth when you were saying Gaia? Yes, Earth is called Gaia in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as far as them, go ahead, Smith. So you were saying that it's, it's an ex, uh, Earth is an experimental planet. So they are experimenting on Earth. Well, they have been for some time, you know, if you look at it and the things that we're kind of going through now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if if this was, you know, supposed to be a place where we can be happy and free and, you know, and loving and do the things that, you know, our spirits, you know, feel like that we want to do and need to do, then why do we have to take these shots? Why are our people getting trampled on and, and beat? I'm not only our people, but everybody. You know, most of the humans here, you are being dogged out. So, yeah, it's an experimental planet for me. I mean, that's my thoughts on it. Well, no, because, you know, I always correlate your book to what's going on uh, now. And so I've, it feels like that. The the people on the earth and the earth feels like that we're being attacked, and it doesn't feel like that we're being attacked uh, from each other. It feels like we're being attacked from other species or something. And so I could very well see uh, this happening for real, because it just seems like that we under attack. This planet is a, is a beautiful planet. But it's always something going on, you know. It's always some kind of war, some kind of attack, something that's always going on. And that's what I mean by experiment, you know, the being Mm -hmm. on the planet by them being the experiment, not the planet itself, because it is a beautiful planet, you know. Right. But, But in order to have this type of life here on this planet being experimented on, group it all together and say this is the experimental planet with the and souls on really it being the experiment. Yeah. I could see it happening. You know, we're not eating real food anymore. You know, mm-hmm. just it just seems like that the human beings, mankind, whatever you want to call call us, it just seems like that we are being attacked. Now, is is are we like one of those uh, movies uh, that was dealing with the alien and uh, I can't think, you know, the ones that looked like they had the dreadlocks and they came to earth to, to, to hunt and fight, you know, maybe it's something like that. That's what it feels like. And, and these people that's in your uh, book here, 
are they fighting each other in space? Are these two different species, or are they attacking just the people on Earth? You remember in the war, they left. The Pentagon, the the Hexagon, and the uh, Triangle ship finally got the people on board, and they left, going back going back home. So these are the same entities that were fighting the the so-called predators, because that's the movie you're talking about. Yeah, the, the predators. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're fighting. The, pres- the predators have followed them off of planet Gaia, off Earth. They're in pursuit okay. of them because they're okay. trying to take over okay. the whole galaxy. They they want the whole universe to themselves, okay. let alone just okay. Earth. Yeah, okay. they want it all. So okay. they're still fighting, and so they've taken they've taken the war off planet Earth, and now it's in space. And that's you know we're having mm-hmm. a space war now. And mm-hmm. and it's you know you're talking about this, even though you bought your you wrote your book years ago. Now you you're yeah. talking about it now, and now they're talking about. Space Force and all of that. So everything is lining up, making sense <laughs> to me. It's making a lot of sense to me. I mean, yeah, yeah I, you know, even though we're having this turmoil and this gradual, I think it's a gradual process of experimentation. You know, we've we've come a long way as far, well, I haven't been on this earth, you know, you know, I've been on here for a few years, but we've come a long way from when I was a child because, and before then, I'm pro- I'm pretty sure that everything was like 100% or 110, 20% natural. Now we're down to like maybe 5% natural. So I think it's a yeah. gradual, it's a gradual experiment on our people and the things around us and the things that we're involved in. It's getting less and less natural. And more and more artificial. So, yeah. yeah. So, okay. uh, so the, any questions about the last one? We're done with that last one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I was just, uh, it just seems like, you know, they fighting in space. And I was just mm-hmm. wondering, was, and I know that they can come here and they can like transform, you know, like she did. She transformed. Mm-hmm. So is mm-hmm. everybody on the planet, you know, from other galaxies, or you know, we are planet people, and the people from other galaxies have come and invaded us. Well, no, the 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 help that she had when they fought on Earth. Now. Some of them came from a different planet, but the planet that they come from was the planet she was from okay. all the time. So her people. The Anunnaki, the okay. Samarians, yeah, they were from the same place. But the Dracons, they, they're from a different place. They're from okay. uh, the planet Wallerstein and the Mesopia Quadrant. That's where they're from. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you can, you can, you know, the listeners or whatever, when you read it, you can judge for yourself, you know, where these places are. And we've got billions and billions of galaxies. So you can, you know, and as far as them exploring, they've only, they, I think they only know about, 
I think it's about five, four or five different galaxies. I know the Milky Way is one. The Andromeda galaxy mm-hmm. is another. And there's a couple of more that they've discovered. But we have billions of galaxies, so you don't know what's out there. Right. So, so okay. but anyway, uh, we're going to do part 49, mm-hmm. the communication. Part 49, communication. Soon after their conversation ended, Ashmadu received a notice from Ikor, who turned the triangle ship around with several million Nibirian, Nibirian following him to join with his commander. He reported back to base that High Commander Kishar was holding down a combined army of one million Nibirians and Syrians with 23,000 Gorillians on their planet with the approval of their queen, Queen Yuli. Before Kishar led her people home, the ancestors of the Gorillians had been viciously attacked by the Dracon long ago, and the queen was very willing to have them tried and judged. If any other enemy should happen to make it through, then they would be waiting. However, Kishar had another plan in mind. Commander Ishmael, I know that it would be best for us not to wait until they pass this way. I want to take a few pilots with me to meet them before they entered the third galaxy. We are way ahead of them. We can ambush them as they pass Sector D-905 near Angel Station. I think we're going to need more than a few pilots, he replied. Well, how about 60,000? That will leave more than enough soldiers here to catch any stragglers that might happen to escape us. But I highly doubt it, replied Kishar. It will work. But you know, and I know, you're not going alone. Of course not. I wouldn't think of leaving you behind and miss out on all the action, she said. With only her thoughts, Kishar called into action all the fighter pilots she needed. And away they flew, so regal up into the skies and in the heavens, with her and her counterpart leading the way. Once they entered space, All they had to do now was sit back and transform themselves until they reached the third galaxy, which was only a galaxy away from their position. Their cockpits transformed into sarcophagus. They drifted the rest of the way. In her being, Kishaw was recalling all the humanoids she met. Some with a relatively sense with a relatively sense of who they were, and some not so coherently awake. But she knew that was from years and years of brainwashing and mind altering by the Dracon. Hopefully she and Ishmael, along with the gods, had put a stop to it, because the disease would not have a leader to further the evil. If so, then she could control them inside Earth with a maximum radius of one million miles 
outside of earth as fights in the heavens always took place where the human eyes could not see. While in this state, Kishar connected to the creator. They were informing her of the impeding dangers of having to return to the experimental planet because the war that had taken place was not over. Most likely she would have to return one last time. It had been several hundred years since the last war, and those who had reigned before the were back in power. The sleeping who had been left behind to rebuild and learn from the epic space war had forgotten what happened and never cared to revisit its history. They were once again being deceived by those who had connections with her enemies, who she, Ishmael, and the Eye Watchers fought in the 21st century. It was apparent that the sinister kept their ancestry alive and prospering on the lay people who had no knowledge of their past. As with a history that is intentionally hidden as a secret from the original beings have been demonstrated eons before. It is a recycling of old knowledge and it only occurs on the earthen plane. To exist on most other worlds, you would have to raise your level of thought to a place where all things were possible, no matter what the circumstances. But there was one on earth who telepathically connected with her after the creators told her to find her calm mind and listen. Yes, he was there informing her of the pain and sorrow the people were being subjected to once again. Once they stopped the force of the Crown Cross, whose artificial soldiers were gaining on them, they will return during the age of Aries, when the coming of age of hellfire war was upon the earth. The message that streamlined itself on Kishore's panel informed her that they had reached the fourth dimension, where the Dracon, the Romanelia, and the Jawwalks would be showing themselves through the black hole of the vanguard that had emerged from. Once they were all awakened, they sat stationary in the vastness of space in a half-moon formation. As soon as their enemy came out of the hole, they would be poised and ready to blast the enemy, to blast the armies of the Pontecles drag tars and pod cruisers. The Dracon's heavyweight ships were preparing to take any prisoners in case they were successful enough to imprison the warriors. Commander Kishar's larger ships would always back them up just in case any of her soldiers called in distress. But the crew knew what they were facing in a crisis such as this one and saving once again the humanoid race. Waiting was one of the worst things Kishar didn't like. Although patience was a godlike trait, she knew that meditating and concentration was key 
in defeating the enemy. Any successful warrior who was trained by the best soldier knew what type of strong soul he was working with. There was never a doubt that Kishar's training on earth was was impeccable as her Dogon master relegated to her father through telekinesis when he was imprisoned in the cave. He knew all along that she was safe, but he wanted to physically view his child to to satisfy his spirit. In her soul, she asked the question of her parents about Kishar during his meeting with the people about the latest incident with the enemy. Yumi knew that they would be safe at home, enjoying all the spoils the creator had given them, while Kishar and Ishmael would return to a gruesome and deadly job back to the low-vibrating existence called planet Earth. She and Ashmadu would not be there to assist in executing their special power to her queen and her army, and this was certainly troubling. There was nothing negative about how the Sumerian slash Anunnaki thrived on their planet. Simply because the vibration was so high, everything and everyone inherently knew how to coexist in harmony. This was the utopia the Dracon and the Crown Cross wanted to eliminate within all the cosmos. Aggressive control was the goal of the day, and defeat would be a hard pill to swallow for such a ruthless gang of murderers. Kishaw was not having any of that in the vastness of the universe. It would be too compartmentalized in the Orion constellation. This is where they would end this is where they were ending this fight. Once they cleared the heavens of these wretched beings, who knew where they would end up? But wherever they ended up, the army of the Syrians and the Nibirians, the Anunnaki, and the Samarians would hunt them down and finally rid their existence from all that ever was. They realized that the spread of the poison the enemy spewed upon the leaders of a peaceful people anywhere in the universe had an adverse effect upon all that was done to upset the natural order of all things. Okay, Sister Bev, that was, I think that was part 50, 49. Any questions on that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not really. Now, as you was reading, I was, th- you know, it seemed like we are peace-loving people, but then it's always be being attacked. Now, I, I was thinking one time, what about if we were in, we were cells inside of a person. It don't have to be a, I guess the universe is like a person. But what if we were like inside of uh, someone's body and we were cells? And you know how we got different systems in our body. And so these different Mm -hmm. solar systems that we go through are the different systems inside of this body that we could all be in. 
Well, that's not that's not far fetched at all. You know, um, if you looked at um, if you ever seen the movie uh, Men in Black, and I think it was the first one with Will Smith and I can't think mm-hmm. of the other guy's name, where right. <laughs> when they were at their lockers. And they mm-hmm. were putting something in their lockers, and they opened the lockers, and they seen this other galaxy. And the other galaxy had something within that galaxy. And then when they brought it down to a smaller level, they, when they were brought down to a smaller level, there was these beings that was playing marbles, you know, with mm-hmm. the different galaxies. They were playing mar- And this is weird that you said that, but uh, I, I, you know, I can see it happening. I can see it being that, that we mm-hmm. are galaxies within a galaxy. Mm-hmm. And that's what our cells and DNA and, and all that is for. And they say, and when they say that uh, we only, we don't use all of our brains and that, you know, we have junk DNA, to me that junk DNA is the connection with the universe that we have all forgotten about. And right. that they're trying to break, they want to, they're trying every day to break the ties, you know, that we have with the universe. So yeah. that's not, at, that's not impossible at all, Sister Bear. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It, it's so much that we don't know. So it's unfolding. Because you know they have us it's it's like in the matrix when the guy showed them the real earth you know and i just feel like that we starting to really see what is real hello sister bev yes i'm here that's my phone okay oh okay okay Sister said, uh, "Your voice is is like I could I could feel it. Uh, it don't hurt, do it? No, uh, it's I just have that uh, foggy thing in there from, you know, uh, just clearing my throat. You know, from you know what I had yesterday. I mean, it only took okay. me a day to get over it. Where it's taken, okay. you know, a lot of other people maybe two or three days, but I'm good." You know, okay, and okay. you know, and they really want to, we really want you to have, you know, have you thinking that, oh my God, I'm going to die, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be ah, la 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 la. Don't mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. people, don't even think that way, because you're not, right. you're not going anywhere. Uh, I and I do believe in our melanin people. I believe in our melanin. We are a blessed group of people. Don't ever forget that. Because what we have is so many people in this world want it. And we're being attacked every which way but loose. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't think that, you know, you're going to get swallowed up and you're going to get ate up. And even though they're not they're not reporting, you know, many of us that have this virus or think that they have this virus because I don't think they have, I don't think they're going to be able to report any of us having it. Because we just don't. And they can't. And if they say something about it, beware because they may be lying to you. I'm just going to tell you like right. that. They may be lying to you. Right. You know. So I wouldn't take them serious. If they, they may say tomorrow, yeah. well, uh, the first 10, 20 uh, people are black 
that has the uh, coronavirus. You know, and I don't. I wouldn't even believe that either. I wouldn't believe that. Well, they either. already because they already said that it was only attacking uh, elderly people, and it was European elderly or Caucasian elderly people that it was attacking. Exactly. So, and where I am, there have been no cases reported at all. I'm in one of the states that has 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 mm-hmm. not reported any of it. My daughter had a really bad flu a couple of weeks ago. I mean, she was burning, mm-hmm. aching up everything, you know, and I might have mm-hmm. gotten it from her, but she recuperated okay. the next couple of days. So okay. just don't think that it's not us. We don't have it. We, I, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be hard for us to get this mess that they're putting out there. Well, some so. people seem to think that, it, you know, it's uh, – it's man-made, and some people seem to think that, you know, it's gender-specific. You know, they can switch it on to this gender and this race, and they can switch it. I mean, it's just all kind of uh, things that's going on. Nobody really knows. So, Well, we'll Sister Bev, you know what? They, they're they so diabolical. I wouldn't put it past these people to, to put it in them chemtrails and start spraying it through the chemtrails. If they don't get if they, their, if, if they don't, yeah, if they don't get their quota the way they want it, you know, as far as many people that have, you know, that they can kill, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they would put it in there because they they got the, you know, they got they got everything sitting out there where they have in Georgia, where they have all these coffins, so-called coffins stacked up. So I don't know if that's mm. made, you know, it, you know, for what's happening now. Or something that's going to go down, and I'm pretty sure you heard about that, right? Where yeah, in Georgia they have these. Yeah, so I don't know if it's if that is for this or for something that's coming. But I wouldn't put it past them though to put it in the trails to spray it down on folks. Like I said, if if not enough people uh, die from what we're seeing now, then we will put it in the chemtrails so that we can, you know, meet our quota. That is so mm-hmm. diabolical. That's horrible. Yes, it is. It is. But you know, we survivors though. We're mutant. We're mutants, so we have a tendency to mutate. Oh yeah. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna get past this. Definitely mm-hmm. gonna get oh, past. Oh, definitely. This. Yeah, yeah. And it's too many people feel the way you feel. You know, it's like they like. I'm just not feeling that it's what they saying it is. You know, and they just ain't feeling it. So it's too many people feeling that. So every, you know, it can't be that many people that that is, you know, feeling it wrong. And most of the people that's panicking are the people that's all listening to the propaganda news. Sister Bev, I went to the stores today. I, you know, people are panic buying like crazy. There's nothing on yeah. the shelves. It don't seem like there's nothing coming in. And I'm like. These people have gone back crazy. I mean, this is ridiculous. This really doesn't yeah. make any sense. And once yeah. you get people stirred up into a frenzy like yeah. that with negative vibrations going on, you know, yeah. they're only aggravating yeah. the problem. It, it's not, it's yeah. going to get worse. It is. It's going to get worse. But you have to be on your square where you can get ready for this type of thing. That's why you got to vibrate higher. 
No. That's true. And if a lot of us can vibrate higher, higher, there's a whole lot of things that we can change. That's right. That's true. And I think that's what time it is. And I just think that that's what's happening. You know, it's forcing people to really, really find out who they really are and what they really are about and the powers that they have. And it's time to use these powers. Exactly. And that's what the chemistry is about. Use your power. Use your power. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Sister Santa, I want to thank you again for joining us and we will do this again next week. And, um, Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you taking your time. We appreciate you sharing your talent with us. Well, I appreciate being here, Sister Bev. And, you know, when we get back into this uh, next Thursday, we're going to be doing Part 48, Facing Danger. So uh, be ready for that one, Facing Danger. So it's going to be be pretty good. We're getting back. We're getting where they're fighting in space now. We're up in space. We done left the planet Earth. So that's what's going on right. now, and we're looking at evil at a backstory, their backstory. So it's going to be okay. pretty good. Yes, it's been good so far. It's, it's really been interesting. So thank you again, Sister Seta, and, and we appreciate Thank you. you. Much love. I okay. appreciate being Peace here. Thank you. Peace. Okay. Peace. All right, everyone. Uh, join me tomorrow with uh, Brother Tuckman.
Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.